0: Kenneth Walker might be a starting running back next year. You think so? Potentially. Hmm. I don't know. Kenneth Walker. I, so the way that I'm looking at my draft right now, um, so with the one four, I definitely think Kenneth Walker is a viable option. Yeah. And I mean, depending on where he goes in the draft, um, might I add this? So everyone that like everyone's so hyped up on Breeze Hall and everything, and so am I. Well, so yeah. my. Don't get me wrong, but on some people's big boards, like in the NFL draft standpoint, like where like they just rank people based off of, uh, like their skills and everything like that, they have kind of Walker above Breeze Hall. Really? So to me, that's kind of like if I can scoop him at the one four rather than, you know, having Trey to trade an arm and a leg to get up to the one one to get Breeze Hall. Because I mean, like you said, I I do need a running back. I do. I need to add some pieces. Yeah. Um, but I think Kenneth Walker definitely is a viable option at the one for, for sure. Um, and so, yeah, man, I'm really looking forward to that.
1: I are think, either of them better than Isaiah Spiller?
0: I think both of them are much better than Isaiah Spiller. I am not high on Isaiah Spiller at all. Okay. I think that guy should be like a third or fourth round pick in Dynasty. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not big on Isaiah Spiller at all, and uh-huh. if, I mean, half of it is because of his calves, which everyone brings <laughs> up. Like the guy has no calf strength, which means he's not going to be a good NFL running back. Let's just get that out there, folks.
1: He's six one. He's two fifteen, and he runs a four four nine.
0: None of that makes any difference to me because if you look at his calves, I mean, like if you look at like his <laughs> explosion, like if you look at what he does with explosion. Like I don't think he had a, like a very good broad jump, and I don't think he had a very good. What bird. are you talking
1: about, calves? Let me see. Yeah, does he have like AJ Dillon calves?
0: N- AJ Dillon has cows.
1: What does this guy not have?
0: He has like it literally like just goes like straight down. Like there's no like real like calf to him. <clears throat> That's all I'm saying, man. I don't. I don't. I don't like the guy that much.
1: There's no close up. I mean, I see him wearing skinny jeans. That's not great.
0: Facts. Running
1: back shouldn't wear skinny jeans.
0: Facts, dude. They should be built. They
1: no. Should be built. Like a receiver, maybe. Quarterback, possibly. Sure. Running back can't be wearing skinny jeans, bro. Nah, dude. They if I see be... my running back wearing skinny I, jeans, anything I, but sweatpants. I, I quit. Bro, I quit.
0: Anything but sweatpants, bro.
1: Sweatpants or shorts, G. You can't, you can't be walking around in skinny jeans. For real, dog. And then not huggers. <laughs> Man,
0: I don't know. But I think yeah. So Kyle Walker, I think I can get him at the one four. I think that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so on and so forth. Like what if I reach and get like a James Cook with my one ten? Um, I don't think that would happen though. I got but a guy for you. What's up, bro?
1: Hassan Haskins out of Michigan.
0: You know, that's a good that's a good thought. But I don't know, I think if you want to talk value, I think I could get a Hassan in like the third. Like I have I think the one or I'm sorry, I think I have like the three three and the three four. Mm-hmm. So I could honestly scoop them with either one of those and be perfectly content. So All right. I don't know. Like I don't think I need to scoop him in that in the <laughs> one ten. I really don't.
1: I'm gonna tell our listeners a story, and this is a true story that occurred about an hour and a half ago. I walked into Dugo's house, I drive over from my place, you know, I'm getting done with work, I'm driving on the highway, I'm stuck in traffic a little bit, whatever. I finally get outside, it's 54 degrees outside of Minneapolis in March, so it's damn near summer for us. And I'm feeling great, I'm feeling alive. We're coming in to do the pod, high energy, and I happen to stroll into Dugo's room, he's sitting here chilling. And what's on the TV? Hmm, you guessed it. Hassan Haskins Highlights. And he's great, I was man. I was he's, impressed. He's great. I was, I was, I was very impressed,
0: man. He honestly, to me, he, he should be much higher on everyone's boards than what he currently is.
1: If you don't have background on Hassan Haskins, he was the running back for Michigan um, last year when they had their pretty good season. Now Hassan, like Dugo said, isn't going to be an early round pick. He's probably going to be like a day two or day three guy, but his profile is amazing. He's six one, he's six two, he's about 210 to 220. Mm-hmm. So he has a really big frame. He's built for the NFL. He's a downhill runner. Um, he seems to also have some hands for pass catching, which is also something that you want to see. Mm-hmm. But the reason I'm so high on him is because of his frame, blocking should not be too big of an issue.
0: No, it shouldn't, man. He's 6'2", 228. That's what he weighed in at the combine.
1: He's a fullback.
0: I mean, he's not, damn near a fullback. I mean, if you want to classify him as someone, I would say he's more closer to like an AJ Dillon type than a fullback. Like at least like at that size, that's that's basically what AJ <laughs> Dillon was when he went to the draft.
1: Okay, but he ran a four seven forty in high yeah, school. Yeah, that was a that was his high school. I 40. mean, that's
0: not that's not like a great forty. Like if he runs a four seven, that doesn't necessarily cut him down as a running back, though. No. I mean, he's he's going to be a power back in the NFL. And honestly, he's probably going to be a vulture. What do I love? Vultures. Vulture culture, baby. That's they, what it's all about.
1: All right. So where are you taking him in fantasy drafts? At least let, let's pretend you're going into a dynasty draft in a month. Mm-hmm. And after the draft, you have to determine where you rank the running backs. Where do you project he goes and where would you take him?
0: Yeah. So I would project him going... Um, you know, a place that kind of comes to mind if they don't take a running back sooner in like the first, like late first, uh, second, uh, if he were to go to like the third or fourth round, I could see like the bills possibly taking a hunch on him because they have Devin Singletary there who is more, I would say like kind of like a speeder back. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think he'd be an extremely good compliment. He would cost less than what they would have to shell out in uh free agency, Okay. And with their new addition of Von Miller, uh, six-year, 120-mil contract. Big money. I don't know how much money they really have left to throw around, so I think that would be great value.
1: Do you think JD McKissick ended up blessing the Bills with just enough cap space? Like, they were at 113, but McKissick dipped, and now they had 120 to offer Von?
0: Yeah, I think so, man. Like, I think that very well could have been. Um, I mean, I I'm honestly not looking much into their cap either, so who really knows? Yeah. But I mean, like, if they wanted to make a splash, this was their splash. Like, for sure.
1: And they also signed O.J. Howard out of Tampa Bay. Yep. Which I couldn't imagine. I don't think there's a better landing spot for him.
0: No, I think he's gonna do great up there. I'm excited to see how him and Dawson Knox kind of share that workload. Us.
1: I think the Bills are probably going to go with two tight end personnel.
0: Yeah, I think that would really work out. And that would work out in, like, Hassan's favor, too. You know, that's it more of a power set they have yeah. two tight ends.
1: Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Gabe Davis gets that other, you know, like the x role. Um, yeah, well, outside. Gabriel
0: Davis, uh, he'll probably... We'll see what happens. Opposite man.
1: from Stefan at least, you know.
0: We'll see. They, they could draft someone, too. Like, what if they take someone else... Or I don't know, like I, yeah. I, don't, I don't see Gabriel Davis being a number two, like a. They true could draft.
1: Two. They could draft a really good receiver in the second. Could, they could go running back receiver.
0: Yeah, they could. When I you mean, give
1: Von Miller somebody to shore up that defense,
0: and I don't think they really lost anyone on that defense either, so I think that would be a really good draft plan. Yeah. Good for us. Well, we should take. A, we I mean,
1: should definitely get a front office job. Oh, of
0: bitch, man! I've been saying th- I've ca- been saying this.
1: I'm counting the days. For real, man.
0: Uh, but back to Hassan Haskins. So, uh, I would say in NFL draft, you know, probably around like that, uh, three. I, so maybe three's a little high. So probably like four to like six. I would say he'd probably fall to, like I know NFL. Uh, they have him slated. Like I think his rating is like a five eight eight.
1: Okay.
0: I don't really buy into those all that much because it says that he's destined to be basically like either like a decent backup. Or, like, a special teamer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I kind of see him more as that. I like, can see that. I don't know. Like, I see him at least as, like, at least... A, I don't know. Like, at least, like, an RB2. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's still a backup. But I think he's going to have more of a role than that. Like, I think he could be a bona fide starter.
1: Yeah. No doubt. At least at some point. I agree career. with you. I don't have anything to say. And
0: I don't know. And then, uh, if you're looking at Dynasty, uh... You know, depending on where, like, where he does end up going, I could Mm -hmm. see him, if you really like this guy like I do, you could take a flyer in, like, the third. Uh, Maybe he sits on your taxi squad for a year uh, while you kind of figure out and feel out what he's doing.
1: His situation matters a lot.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Like, if he goes somewhere and he's going to sit for a couple years, I would maybe take him in the fifth.
1: Because with that, too... He's not going to step in anywhere and be a lead back.
0: No, he So you're won't. projecting
1: to properly assess the situation, you have to project into two, three, four years from now. So who is he backing up?
0: Yeah, basically something like that. Like, he's going to be backing up someone for the first two or three years, like S- you said.
1: So if he goes somewhere like Cincinnati... In which they have a high-powered offense, Mixon is, you know, he's been in the league a few years now.
0: He could definitely take some of those harder hits off him and put him on a rookie. Yeah,
1: or if Mixon gets hurt and he has to step in as the lead back, like...
0: Yeah, that'd be something. Yeah,
1: he's like the Alexander... You want to stash him like Alexander Madison. If you have Alexander Madison on your team, you're stashing him in hopes that he gets a starting gig somewhere, but you you see the potential when he gets his shots. I would say... I think Hassan is their gonna profiles
0: be... coming out. I think are a little different. I think Madison was a little Madison's
1: smaller, but
0: yeah, I think he was also a little more well known, or not necessarily well known, but I think he was more sought after.
1: Where Madison go? Boise? He went to Boise, yeah, Boise State,
0: yeah, and I think he really popped out out there. So I don't know. I think he might have been more uh, just sought after, maybe in dynasty stuff like that.
1: I think I think a year from now, Hassan is gonna be that guy. Who's on the NFL bench
0: mm-hmm. that
1: every fantasy owner w- wants like a share of. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could see that. Like the pile, maybe not the extent of Pollard, but like around like that I don't know, uh, who would be a good example. Yeah, I think he's I guess you could say he he's not as big
0: as AJ Dillon. No. Well he honestly Hassan, he's just about like he's 6'2", 228 I don't think he's as heavy. I think he is just as heavy. I just don't think his legs are as built. Like, I think his weight's probably going elsewhere. Like, he might be more, like, built up top or something.
1: <laughs> AJ. Uh, yeah, you're right, actually. AJ's only 6 foot, but he's
0: 247. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So,
1: he's just, like, stockier looking. Yep. Um, but, regardless, he's somebody that you're going to want to have on your bench. Um, not really... What else is going on? Are there any other rookies you'd like to talk about?
0: Yeah, man. There are a couple. There's one sleeper that I really like. Uh, A lot of people out there I've been seeing on the Twitter sphere has been kind of corny. This guy is like the next like James Robinson. Oh. So small school guy, but you know. Sneaky
1: RB1. Yeah,
0: man. Like he's really explosive and if he gets an opportunity, he could honestly pop off. Mm -hmm. Uh, His name is Pierce Jahan um he or pierce sharn jr coming out of uh south dakota state U. he uh you know he was really explosive out there i didn't really watch a bunch of his tape but um from what i've seen of him already and what i've heard i think he's gonna be a good back when it comes to the nfl Mm -hmm. uh this guy is pretty fast he went to the combine and he absolutely blew off everyone's shoes there uh, so, a lot of shoes yeah a lot of shoes are blown off uh so that's just something that you know you gotta give a little props you. you gotta kind of think dang what else can this guy do
1: what about uh boise state receiver Khalil shakir
0: well i think he's gonna pop off as well but i mean back to uh pierre strong like this guy a lot of people like to think about size They like to know that stuff. So, just to give you a little bit of uh, background. He's 5'11", 207. These are his draft numbers. So, they're they're real. They aren't college numbers. And this guy also ended up running a 4'37 at the draft.
1: That's Um, impressive.
0: So, I mean, he gives you a little bit of speed there. He had a vertical jump of 36 inches. Broad jump of 124. So, he has a little bit of explosion behind him as well. Um, I think... He could definitely be a dual threat back when it comes to the NFL because he has hands. He was basically meant to do everything at South Dakota State. Like, this guy was doing everything there. Like, when mm-hmm. you think of South yeah. Dakota State, you don't really think of anyone else really coming out <laughs> lately. But no. this guy is, he's getting, like, looked at a lot lately. Okay. And I think he could definitely develop into a starter. He's a um, good catcher, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah he has hands, man. He definitely does. Mm-hmm. So I think he's he's right on the edge of like where I would draft him would be kind of like Hassan. Like if you want to take a flyer in the third for the guy because you really yeah. like him, like I do. Okay. Or you could end up like just feeling out like
1: see if, if he goes undrafted.
0: Yeah, you know. Well, I wouldn't.
1: He'll be, like, a fifth round. He's going to be, like, the I, Herbert of yeah, this year, basically. Yeah, exactly.
0: I would... Yeah, if he goes anywhere beyond, like, the fourth or fifth, like, if he goes undrafted in your league, that's definitely someone that I would pick up immediately once free agency is back open in your league. ASAP. Like, that's unreal. Like, if he goes undrafted, like, that's someone that you pick up and stash in your taxi and you just wait to see what happens.
1: Random question, but do you think free agency should be open prior to the rookie draft or do you think it should be closed until after the rookie draft
0: i like that so so like i i see why it's open because what you can kind of do They're is closed no i like that it's open beforehand because
1: or i'm talking about fantasy football uh oh i'm sorry yeah. um so for well, fantasy no, football I... sakes like do you want to allow your league mates to pick up players at all times of the day prior to the rookie draft or do you want to Tentatively shut down the league for a few months until you guys draft your rookies and kind of start the new season.
0: Well, I kind of like that shutdown because it kind of puts a it puts a hold on everything other than trading. Yeah, like you can trade and everything like that, and I think you can get a lot of good value, True. new value doing that. True. Like we've had a couple trades lately. We had um, a big trade yesterday. We well, I wouldn't call it a huge trade or anything oh, like that. But this was
1: a huge trade, and I'll tell you.
0: Yeah, maybe because it ended up kind of biting you a little bit, but so.
1: <laughs> JD McKissick not only fucked over Antonio Gibson, but he fucked me over too. JD McKissick decided to join the Buffalo Bills was it March was that Monday? No, it was Tuesday.
0: Yeah, it was Tuesday. Yeah.
1: The morning of March fifteenth, he decides that he wants to sign with the Bills for two years, seven million dollars. Great money, good contract. Good team. Good team. You can go win a Super Bowl. 12 hours later, or the next day, basically this morning it came out, so about 24 hours later, it's announced that he's going back to the Commanders, and he's going to be the Vulture in Washington, and take away AG's tutties, and catches, and third down work. Sure is. I have Antonio Gibson on my team.
0: I have JD McKissick on mine, so I've never been happier.
1: I'm not happy, but he's happy as fuck.
0: I'm extremely happy because I basically acquired two running backs in that trade. Oh yeah! Like, I, not only do I get to take away some of your guys' carries, some of his touches, some of his pass or some of his receptions, you uh, know, yeah. just some, just some of his time out there. Dude, that's there. not. But I also then took one of your uh, running backs that you could throw in any given matchup with, with Devin Singletary.
1: Yeah, so we traded. I gave Dugo Devin Singletary, and in return, and let me say this Adam Thielen's like 32 he's yeah. older last year KJ Osborne stepped into the scene he was good he was wide receiver 39 in a lot of leagues yep. KJ and he has dreads like let's be real like receivers with dreads are dank like I'm just gonna say it but KJ Osborne he's stepping in to the Vikings offense they throw a ton they're down a lot he's gonna be opposite of Justin Jefferson I like that so I traded Dugo Devin Singletary For K.J. Osborne.
0: Yeah, and I could be happier about it as of right now, man. Um, Uh,
1: Like, I needed a receiver because I have a bunch of running backs who are, like, kind of mid. Like, RB2, RB3s. And um, Dugo happened to have K.J. And Dugo could use a couple extra running backs just to have.
0: Yeah, I I could always use some running backs. But, like, I think this was a great trade for me because I acquired RB20, I think he was. He
1: was RB20 last year. He was RB2.
0: And if you look at it, man, I would much rather have the R B twenty than wide receiver thirty nine, hundred percent. That's just my personal preference, but Wow. I don't know.
1: I think in the short term you win that trade.
0: Yeah. I I think you probably have like the better like long term like possibilities. Yeah. Like if, if K J does end up being like a bona fide number two on the Vikings, which so the, It could.
1: The, it could happen.
0: So some of the reason why I, like, I made the trade is because there's some people out there who, for some reason, they think the Vikings are going to take like Garrett Wilson or something at like number 12 or whenever they draft. And so to me, it kind of thinks like he's just going to be pushed down that roster. And so I'm preemptively, I'm preemptively, to yeah, trying to get ahead of that.
1: KJ Osborne is in, he's going into his third year now. So yep. last year was the second. Yep. So he's gonna be a third year receiver. That's typically when we see a lot of a lot of boom. Yep. I'm not saying I to say boom, but I mean by year three you're pretty comfortable. Yeah. Like you are what you are at that point. Yep. So K J he just Thielen was injured for a good part of last year, so he got his time to shine. Hmm. I think that next year moving forward I think Thielen, as good of a receiver as he is, I mean, he's not going to have the same... He doesn't have the same speed now that he had three, four years ago.
0: Probably not the same speed, but one thing they do have is that same connections with...
1: No doubt. Him uh, and Cousins have a really, like, productive relationship. Yeah. They have a great whatever. And so, I think KJ is at a point to where we're going to see him at his max or at his peak within the next year or two. And last year, he placed as wide receiver 39. Yep. Somewhere in the 30s. So, like, he's that rough wide receiver three range. What happens when he scores a couple more touchdowns or he gets 10 15% more snap share or he gets a couple more targets?
0: Yeah, there's definitely potential, but, I mean, it all kind of just depends on what happens because if they do bring in another wide receiver that they like more than him or if they just want to... Uh, feature wide receivers more than spread the ball around because it seemed like the Rams last year, who they brought in the OC for, it seemed like regardless of what was happening, they either were keen on one of the wide receivers and that was like their game plan. Like, it seemed like Cup was always, well, Cup is Cup. Mm-hmm. Cooper Cup is amazing. But it seemed like regardless, it didn't matter. They wanted to get him the ball and they were trying to scheme them open at any cost. Yeah. And so, if they have that same relationship, uh, with like Thielen and Cousins, or Jefferson and Cousins, you know, because they are definitely they definitely have a better relationship mm-hmm. on the field than what KJ Osborne and Cousins do.
1: They started Formula one last year, though. Cause... Yeah,
0: obvi- I mean, it's obviously just like a time thing. It's because of reps. It's it's a whole thing. You yeah, know, like for sure. I'm not shitting on <clears throat> KJ Osborne. I'm just saying. If that's something that they want to try to do, because that's something that the Rams, at least to me, that's kind of like it looked like that was their game plan. Like they really wanted to focus a wide receiver and scheme them open. I mean, you saw it in the Super Bowl with OBJ until he got injured. That's really what they were trying to do. It looked like, and they were successful with it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. That's that's kind of what I see going forward with the the, uh, Vikings, and so.
1: Dude, KJ Osborne just has the fantasy face. K.J. Osborne I don't has, understand what you mean by dude that. he has the face that like you look at on a Sunday when your team's down by 12 and you have KJ Osborne on Sunday night football and he's the last player in your matchup and you believe that he can get you 13. It's Unless possible. he
0: shits the bat and gets you 11 and a half
1: fantasy face is a real thing and I think that people need to give it real credence and respect the powers that be
0: you know, honestly this is the first time I've ever brought that you've ever brought it up, so I don't really know how much you believe in that.
1: Uh I don't believe I don't bring it up because that's sacred. That's oh. something that you don't talk about. Oh. It's just like a mutual understanding between you and the player that, you know, they have a fantasy face.
0: Sure. I I at this point I think you might just be full of shit. I might. Be. Anyways, man, let's talk about the big splash landings that just happened. Okay. More in particularly, I want to talk about the Jags, man. They kind of made some huge splashes the other day. They did.
1: Um, we, we made a big... I, so, we made a Christian Kirk reel on Instagram. You guys should go check out. Yeah. Um, a lot of insight. A lot of numbers as far as, like, cash percentage. um, All those, like, in-depth numbers that a lot of the fantasy analysts and nerds like to look at. Mm-hmm. But it also takes... Peaks into some of the plays that... Show why the Jags picked him up. Yeah, they actually show some clips from the game in which he played the Jags and had his season high performance 104 yards on six catches, I believe. Mm-hmm. Touchdown in there. Yep. Um, Christian Kirk is a beneficiary of the trade. I was one of the initial haters of the trade when it happened. Okay, I wasn't for it, I thought that he was going to a less efficient offense than what Arizona is. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what Trevor Lawrence is yet. Right, right. But the way I think of it is with Doug Peterson, and when I think back to that 2017 Eagles team, mm-hmm. they ran a running back by committee. Yep. They were pretty heavy on the RPO. Yep. Uh, I think they had an RPO fakeout, which ended up being the Philly.
0: No, so what happened with that is they basically went wildcat with it. So Nick Foles, okay. he offset... Out to the side, wildcat snap to um, Corey Clement. Corey Clement flipped it to uh, Trey Burton. Trey Burton uh, threw it to Nick Foles in the end zone.
1: So Peterson likes to get active in his backfield. Yeah,
0: he likes his gadget plays. He likes stuff like that where they're utilizing people in different positions to make the most out of them. And I think Christian Kirk is one of the better athletes, I think, in the NFL. Um, I thought that honestly, coming into the draft when he first uh, when he first got into the scene, just mm-hmm. watching this film from uh, Texas A&M, like this guy is just a bona fide athlete. Yes. Uh, you know, like he might be a little on the short side, but he's probably one of the more stockier <clears throat> wide receivers out there that can take hits. And if you wanted someone mm-hmm. to have, uh, if you wanted a wide receiver where they could be a running back, they can be a wide receiver. You can use them anywhere. Isn't definitely.
1: that Lavisca Chanel though?
0: It's honestly, yeah, it is, but they. I'm, um, I'm not sure if it's true. No one's really heard anything since, but a lot of people think he might be on the trade market.
1: How do you feel about that?
0: I honestly, if it does, it obviously just helps Christian Kirk out a little bit more. But if they keep him, I don't think it hurts either. Because... I don't think it hurts anyone. I think it might. It hurts this Levyska's fantasy numbers for sure. But as or... a team, I think it. I think it might help him explode.
1: What is Visco ceiling? Because I've heard nothing but hype about him for the last couple of years, and I was always...
0: How many Deuces? shares do you own of this cat? Zero. Good. I, yeah. don't, I don't know, man. Like, I think he's a good wide receiver. I think there's a lot of talent that could be had. He just needs to find the right system where he can flourish. And right now with them adding all these different wide receivers, and they're paying them a lot more than him, and they're handpicking them, for a different scheme?
1: I just don't understand. I, I I don't understand the obsession that a lot of people have with him because No, I don't either. Here's the thing you want him to be Debo Samuel, but he's not as fast as Debo. That's like one of the big reasons why he doesn't have production. Yep. Jamal Agnew came in last year and outproduced him um, from the second he stepped in. Yeah. Like LaVisca is bigger, cool, but like I mean, he's playing outside linebackers for the most part, so like regardless he's still the smaller guy in the matchup yeah it's not like he's playing outside corners and he's leveraging that in his favor
0: yeah but he was coming into the nfl coming into the draft and everything he was coming out of colorado which that's a pac-10 school or i'm sorry pac-12 school and a lot of those dbs they're typically like six foot like 150 yeah and so if you get like a screen on someone yeah one of the reasons why everyone loved him was because he would bulldozer everyone. Like, he saw a cornerback in front of him, he would toss him over.
1: You hasn't can, happened in the NFL. You
0: can do that with people who are six foot 150 in college when you're uh, 5'11", 210. You know, like, if you're built like that, you're built different. You yeah. can obviously do stuff like that. But he's obviously, like you said, slower than uh, Debo Samuel. He's still quick, you know. Don't take that away from him. But... He yeah, he just doesn't have all those tangibles that you really want. Like he he's a great wide receiver. Yeah. If he finds the right system he can probably flourish, but
1: he's yeah. I don't understand it and like he catches pretty decently, nothing crazy, like
0: it seems like he always has a couple drops though.
1: Yeah, like he doesn't do anything above average. He's just a big guy. He's right. just big. Like that's that's his redeeming quality and I'm like, I don't understand that. And maybe he'll go somewhere to where he can actually utilize his whatever abilities. his abilities to you know whatever. But yeah. I'm not big on him for fantasy right now. I'm not saying he doesn't have a future, mm-hmm. but as it stands in Jacksonville, it doesn't look great. So let's talk about
0: another Jaguar position that seems to kind of get I I can't I can't believe we're really getting into the Jaguars as much. Oh, but, I'm done. So, obviously, they had Dan Arnold there last year at the tight end position. Now they're adding Evan Ingram. Where do you think his fantasy projections are going to go with this addition?
1: Man, man, man. I think he, he was, benefits. Yeah, I think. I think he benefits.
0: I, I would say so as well. I think Daniel Jones has probably been limiting him the last couple of years. So, I don't think he can really go any worse than what he was.
1: I know that Zach Ertz had a weird falling out in Philly, and I think that might have been around the time that Nick Sirianni became the title, or the coach for the team.
0: Yeah, yep. They got traded the same year, that, uh, Sirianni. Like, that was last year when Ertz got traded. That was like week six or something. Yeah. So, yeah, he probably just wasn't molding with that anymore. Now, in
1: 2017, when I think back to just the Peterson years, you can even yep. go to 2018, and From 2017 to 2019, Mm -hmm. um, Zach Ertz was about the third best receiver, or the third best tight end in fantasy football.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he was explosive. He was great. Everyone loved him. In
1: 2017, he was the third best. In 2018, he was the second best. And in 2019, he was the fourth best. What do Evan Ingram and Zach Ertz have in common? Size. Size and their pass catchers. It's not really Ingram's fault that the quarterbacks he dealt with were Eli Manning and Daniel Jones. Right. Like, what is he supposed to do about that?
0: Not much, man. Like, you literally can't. You just go out there and you do your best. And he's been productive.
1: He has. He has been. And, like, now he gets Trevor Lawrence, who, while he's still developing, is going to target the tight end. That's going to be kind of like his fallback guy. Mm -hmm. And Ingram has the ability to catch, to get open, and to hopefully get some production. Definitely. But I think the biggest thing with Ingram is just his health and can he stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And um, I hope he's he's able to. But if you have Ingram shares, I think you have to hold as opposed to sell right now.
0: Definitely, yeah. I would see how it goes, 100%. And if anything, by like week four or five, you could be selling high if you want to get rid of them.
1: Shit, that's what I'm saying. Like some of these dudes who people are so eager to get off of, like let them go into the season and get a decent start. Yeah, You could go and package him in a trade and get some decent value out of him.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: So, and the thing about Ingram is he's only 27, so in tight end years, he's like 25. Like,
0: Yeah, he's just breaking out. He's getting into his own. Yeah,
1: basically. But, um, yeah, no, I think he's somebody that I would like to have on my team.
0: For sure. I agree with you, man. Uh, looking elsewhere, so there's been some other big splashes as well. Uh, Pittsburgh, they added a new quarterback to their ream. Uh, to the regime, they got uh,
1: Mitchell Trubisky.
0: Mitchell Trubisky. What do you think? I don't know. Like he, I don't know if you can really do much worse than what Big Ben was this year. So I think it, it's an improvement for them, I guess. But I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks. Like I still think, like let's say, like Malik Willis drops down to wherever they they're drafting. I think that they still take him in the first round, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I think it's a good placeholder. Um, he can hand off the ball. At least he was able to utilize Matt Nagy's offense and take him to the playoffs once, so or twice maybe. I don't know. Uh, but you know, like it'll be I right for a he, year.
1: He's being paid backup money. Yeah, he he is. He's, he signed two years for fourteen mil as a quarterback. Yeah. So like he's being paid as a backup. He'll go into. Camp as the guy, and then they'll probably get somebody to transition, transition, in halfway through the season.
0: Yeah, like I said, I Malik Willis, unless like he goes to like Detroit or something. Yeah, I think he would be a good landing point at uh.
1: Or Kenny Pickett.
0: I don't think I don't. I wouldn't want Kenny Pickett. There. I want Kenny
1: Pickett on my team.
0: That's disgusting.
1: It's March sixteenth, twenty twenty-two i am saying that i want kenny pickett on my team if i'm looking for a quarterback
0: do you think kenny pickett's going to be the best quarterback out of this group yeah i'll hold you to it yeah next uh we have Tyrod taylor going to the new york giants getting more money than what daniel jones is guaranteed what are your thoughts on that
1: they don't believe in daniel jones
0: i wouldn't either honestly Uh, yeah, Brian Dabble, he's probably just trying to save his ass right now. Yeah. He wasn't able to get Mitch Trubisky, which I think he wanted, Mm -hmm. uh, because they were there in Buffalo together, but you know, he gets the next best thing with Tyrod Taylor, who might even be better. Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, man, I'm excited about this. Let's see what happens. I actually have Daniel Jones on my roster. So if he's starting week one or if Tyrod Taylor start week one, I hope he's not on my team.
1: Like yeah, Tyron got two years, seventeen mil. Yeah, so they're still paying him almost nine mil a year, which is still you know, it's, it's more is more than Trubisky, yeah. and that's what I meant by Trubisky's getting backup money. Yeah, like two years, fourteen and a half mil. I, I'm not expecting Trubisky to be the starter for the for the Steelers next year.
0: Yeah, I know, man. Like, well, I he's just I, a
1: high end backup because I could
0: expect it though. I could expect him to be the starter.
1: Yeah, maybe give him a shot. I agree with you unless, on there.
0: Um, Like I said, unless, like, they get someone in the first round or someone that they truly trust, I, I just – I expect him to be the starter.
1: As a player, do you – because I, the way I view it is I view Trubisky being set up as the fall guy. I he, don't know
0: if he's going to – well, like, he could definitely be someone that they utilize to get, like, the first pick next year.
1: Well, so what I mean by that is, like, he serves, like, a Jared Goff, like a Tyrod Taylor – like, Eli Manning in his last years. Like, he's a transition guy. Kinda.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, he's definitely that, 100%.
1: As a player, how do you feel about, do you embrace that? Or do you really want to go somewhere that's going to give you a fair shot?
0: Well, I think if you're in his shoes, like, no one else is going to give you a starting role. And at least you're going somewhere where your competition right now, as of right now, is Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I think Mitch Trubisky can beat Mason and Dwayne Rilla. Haskins. Yeah, I think regardless, I think he he I think he comes out as QB one.
1: One of them is getting dropped before.
0: Yeah, and so with that, like I said, it unless unless they were to pick up someone in the first round, I I, I see Trubisky being
1: QB one. You think so?
0: Yeah, I, I really do. Uh, and then depending how cap goes, Tyrod Taylor could be starter for the Giants. Uh, and then another question mark that had come up with a recent signing, Teddy Bridgewater to Miami. So we just had Mike McDaniel on the Pat McAfee show a couple of weeks ago, or maybe even last week. He was saying like, he just went all in about like how Tua is his boy, <laughs> like how like he was so excited about him being the start of there and you know how everyone was so excited about Tua finally having someone who is confident in him and now they go out and get Teddy B do you think that's just going to be like a mentoring role or do you think that if shit hits the fan do you think that they're just going to go with Teddy B
1: I think that they're getting Teddy to be a high quality backup sure I think they're going to try new things with Tua and because you're trying something new it may or may not work obviously but I believe that Teddy is going to be a placeholder of Tua at any point during training camp, at any point during OTAs, doesn't seem like he can be their guy. They can say all they want to say when it's February or right. March, right. but I mean, once you get into an office with somebody every day, you don't know what you're getting.
0: No, that's for sure, man. Like, and, well, the crazy thing that comes to mind for me, so Mike McDaniel, he's such a he's such a calculated person in my eyes because he's someone who went to Yale. You got to be a fucking yeah, to, go to a, Yale. Yeah, he's a smart dude. And, you know, like, I don't know. So because of that, I give him a little bit of like a nudge, like, hey, like, good for you. And he's taking the reins with someone who is a left-handed quarterback and someone who like just is that intelligent. I think like in the back of their mind, they've been thinking throughout their whole lives, if we have a left-handed quarterback, these are the plays that would absolutely just pop off. And, like, I just feel like he's just one of those people who just thinks differently like that. I think... And I think this is a great opportunity for him to...
1: That's an amazing point that you just brought up. What I would add to that mm -hmm. is that Teddy Bridgewater is going to serve as a great leader. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is going to be, like, a locker room guy. So, if Tua isn't necessarily the locker room guy, the guy to get everybody to rally. Yeah. I think Teddy's been around the block enough to know, like, how to do things and how it works and how to talk to people.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, if you look at each team he's been to, whether it be the Vikings, the Panthers, now the Broncos, mm-hmm. everyone has talked extremely high of the guy. Like, they've always said.
1: That's really important. That's a really underrated. Like, I would pay seventeen mil for a two-year deal if I got somebody who just came in and made my locker room better. Right, yeah. So That's I, worth the money.
0: Yeah, so I think this is more or less, like, right now, I think if you are a tool holder, I think it's still going to be starter week Mm -hmm. one. Um, Yeah. I would just say this, I I think this Teddy uh, hire, I think it's more for morale, mentorship, and development.
1: Who was your backup before?
0: I mean, their backup before, that's a really good question. I I have no
1: clue who it was.
0: Yeah, I honestly, I don't know. Like, I know before, before it was Ryan Fitzpatrick was there. Oh, but... uh,
1: yeah, it was Fitzpatrick and uh, Jacoby Brissett.
0: Yeah, that's true. Do you think they get rid of Brissett then? Probably.
1: More than likely.
0: Yeah, I don't think he was very successful, actually. He trade
1: him to Indy for, like, some...
0: Like, a fifth again? Yeah something yeah you could get something you get something, something out of better it. nothing
1: shit like because the thing about teddy is that the dolphins are going to be in the media no matter what happens yeah if they pop they're going to be in the media but if they suck like the two questions are going to keep coming and coming and coming right so basically by bringing in teddy you're bringing in somebody who's been around the block they know how to act they're in a position of leadership and they can kind of lead your team to where they need to be
0: i think yeah that's definitely true i i think he could definitely get you there yeah. Um he's almost like a Mr. Biscuit. Like he doesn't do anything extremely well. But what he does do extremely well, at least in this case for Teddy, he's a great leader, it mm-hmm. seems like. So at least he has that form. Um, I'm excited for that man. Uh let's let's see what happens with that.
1: Yeah. Um speaking of quarterbacks, I wanna talk about Deshaun Watson. <laughs>
0: What do you want to talk about, so, man? Like, this guy is popping off right now. In I said the media. date earlier.
1: I'm going to run it back. It's March 16, 2022. We don't know where Sean Watson is landing as of 7 o'clock. Yeah. Yep. Of his four potential landing spots, we're being told it's the Falcons, it's the Browns, it's the Panthers, it's the Saints. Out of those four, where do you think he's going to land? Falcons. You think
0: yeah, I think it's going to be the Falcons just because, like, he has that hometown vibe. Well, like, he, he was from Atlanta. He was a ball boy for the Falcons back in the day. So he has just, like, that personal nudge to it. And I think what they're able to do is they're able to kind of build the team around his image. And they're able to kind of do what the Texans should have done, I think. The only, the only bad thing about it, though, is what they're going to have to give up. And that team is already so disassembled as is.
1: They're just giving up future draft cap. But the thing about that is when you get Watson, that draft capital isn't as valuable to the team receiving it. Because Watson is Watson, and he's going to make that team better. Yeah, but I mean... So instead of uh, you drafting at the top of the draft, those draft picks are not going to be middle to late first rounders, second rounders. So
0: you're telling me with the Falcons team as is... You think that that's still a middle-of-the-pack team? Are you fucking nuts?
1: Name two players in their defense. I can't. Exactly. So So they're going to be at the bottom still. They're going to be at the bottom. What I'm saying is a Falcons package is going to be their two current best players in the roster. This Matt Ryan and somebody else.
0: Yeah, and some draft picks.
1: And a bunch of first, second rounders.
0: Yes, which are going to be towards the But
1: obviously you're going to have other draft picks in a current draft unless you just really give them a haul.
0: Which you have to for the. caliber. Which you would have to.
1: And in that case, you know what? I take back my opinion. They're still going to suck for a year maybe. But because you have Watson, your most important position is secured and you're going to attract free agents and you're going to have a lot easier of a time building your team out.
0: I think in the long run, like two, three years down, I think they could start being successful. But I don't think anywhere in the next two years are they going to be playoff contenders.
1: I also want to bring up this point, too. What's happening with Watson right now in the media is he's, I don't know what happened. I don't know who's innocent or guilty, and I'm not going to act like I do. But I will say that he's going through it right now, like PR-wise. Yeah. Like, it's a PR nightmare, basically. And so, we've seen the most similar cases to something like this that we have seen. Mm -hmm. Which we've never seen something like this because it's 22 different um, victims, you know, claiming that something did or did not happen. But, I would say the last two cases we've seen similar to this are Ben Roethlisberger and Kobe Bryant. Yep. So, when I think about how both of those images were healed in the eye of public opinion you could finally start to look past it was because they were a part of winning organizations when what happened to ben roethlisberger happened the steelers were in the middle of the prime i think they were either fresh off a of super bowl or they were going to a super bowl regardless ben roethlisberger has won two super bowls he's been in three from 2004 until 2011 he was always in the mix essentially because that defense was incredible
0: yeah, so what are you getting at? Because
1: I'm getting at what I'm, what I'm trying to get at by saying that is that Deshaun Watson doesn't have two to three years to wait to rebuild his legacy, because those victims, though they legally don't have enough evidence to take it to criminal court, they're gonna drag his name through the mud and public perception is everything. So if I'm Deshaun Watson, I want to go somewhere where I'm gonna win this year. I'm gonna be a Super Bowl contender this year. Yep. When Tom Brady went to court because of the quote-unquote deflation of the footballs, he came back the next year and made Roger Goodell give him his MVP Super Bowl trophy. Yep. He beat the Falcons that year after he came off his suspension. Yeah. So winning cures all. And if Deshaun Watson goes somewhere like the Panthers, like the Falcons, even the Saints, dog, you're not beating the Buccaneers and Tom Brady your no. first year. You don't have the roster to. And you're assuming that Tom Brady is or isn't going to be around in two to three years when really he doesn't even know. Right. That's so much of a gamble. If I'm his agent, if I'm his PR rep, I'm saying go to Cleveland. They have pieces they can realistically give Houston. Mm-hmm. They're not in the same division. You can go to still. what will still be a above average roster. You can give up two, three good players and you still got eight more. Yep. And you can win now to a city that's never won before. Yep. Do you understand the positive press that would bring to your name? Well, Well, the the,
0: Browns, they've won before.
1: They, not in recent memory, basically. No, right, right. So, I'm saying, like, you put the Browns as legitimate Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. You could take a city that will do anything for a Super Bowl. And you're now the hero to come to this small city, and they have an elite roster built around you, but you'll still get the credit. Yep. And you can get a fucking Super Bowl in the middle of all this bullshit. And obviously, hopefully, he did not do those things, but regardless of if he did or didn't, I mean, your public perception is pretty positive. Yep. Yep. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I understand completely. I mean, like, this guy...
1: That's long-term legacy shit. Like, I don't... I'm not fucking... Bro, don't put me on the Falcons for three years.
0: No, exactly, man. Like, if he goes to the Falcons, you might as well just label his career almost ended at that point. That's career
1: suicide. Because as pretty as it is, and as much as it'll get, like, Twitter hits for, like, two weeks... Yeah, because, like, he's going back to the hometown place, like,
0: this and that, until... You know, week one hits and he's get, getting hit in the face because he doesn't have a line because of this and that. He doesn't have receivers
1: to pass to. He no. has a rookie week one who's expected to be Julio Jones. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I like the Falcons because of the hometown vibes and I think he'd look dirty in that uniform, but long-term goals. it's short-term
1: I, hype, yeah. Yeah, I,
0: it, it doesn't make sense. I, I, I agree with you with the Browns. I think that's a good fit. As much as I don't like that he'd be playing in Cleveland, I think it's cool, though. Like, I mean, he's not going to get a bunch of media of attention there because not a lot of people want to go to Cleveland. Nope. So that's going to be nice for him.
1: People will shut the fuck up about you. You'll be winning games. You'll have the best roster to win.
0: Cleveland can... uh, And it's a hero story. Yeah, and plus they're able to trade Baker. And Baker, he's still worth a decent amount. So, like, they won't have to give up as much, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, he, like, he's still young. Like, the Texans can still take him. and
1: Baker can still go to Houston and continue to be Baker.
0: Yeah, unless they want to go with David Mills, which, I mean, he looks cool, but I don't know how that's going to go. Bro,
1: I could see Baker as the Texans quarterback for a long time. I
0: could see that, too. I think he's from Texas, I think. So Isn't like, he?
1: Yeah, he's from Texas, yeah.
0: So, that could kind of make sense, man. Um, What do you think happens with all this Baker fallout, though? Like, he obviously... He posted that Cleveland love story the other night, saying, basically how oh like if I do get traded this and that, like I still love you guys. Mm-hmm. Do you do you think that that's the ultimate destiny? Is he's gonna get traded somewhere?
1: He has to now.
0: Like if it's not the Texans, do you think he gets traded to like the Colts? It's too weird. Or...
1: It's a locker room distraction now. Like yeah. he can't go back in that. He can't go back to off season training and OTAs and to not be a.
0: It's going to be so awkward, man. And, like, obviously, the professionals, they can play through that. But, like, dude.
1: Don't put your team at that distraction when you have, like, Super Bowl intentions.
0: Yeah. I mean.
1: But, like, I think the thing with Baker is that he just wants to go somewhere he's appreciated. He also had a really bad season with the fans last year.
0: And he was hurt the whole season as well. Bro,
1: like, the fans, like, attacked his wife or came at his wife or something like that. And once you do that, I mean, you kind of just... Like, that's the thing, too. Like, you can't just bounce back from that. You don't just forget that. Even if it's, a like, a close friend. Like, I don't know, man. That's something that just is a lot easier said than done.
0: True. And, yeah. obviously, money cures a lot of things. And, you know, commitment through an organization where you can build up your legacy again. That's really cool as well. But, honestly, at this point, it seems like they've almost burned their bridges. And, like we,
1: yeah, no,
0: keep on. And like we were alluding to, I think like if they were to trade Baker, uh, whether they trade him to uh, the Texans possibly in this Deshaun Watson trade or if they're able to keep him and trade him towards like the Colts, mm-hmm. use some of those assets to trade towards Watson if it's like a three-way trade or something. Um, I, I think both those fit out perfectly because Baker, he still gets a running back to where he's able to, you know, lean nope. on them. And you get Deshaun Watson with an unreal offense and an unreal defense, which he's never had really before.
1: And he can elevate those receivers like Donovan Peoples-Jones and Higgins and all those other guys too. So that's important as well because they're only going to spend so much draft capital or they're only going to have so much draft capital left to go get that elite receiver who everyone thinks that they're going to go get.
0: Yeah, and I mean they could definitely be drafting someone as well. Like if they're able to keep some of their assets – if they were to do, like, a combined, like, three-way trade. Like, if they can keep, like, their first or second this year. Like, that's huge. Like, if they can go out and get, like, another wide receiver for Watson. Like, if they cool. get, like, a Sky Moore. Bring um, in somebody
1: from uh, Houston. Make Houston give you a receiver.
0: If you... Bro, like, what if they do, like, Brandon Cooks and Deshaun Watson for, like...
1: Do Nico Collins. He's a young guy. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't have as much, like, capital, but he still has a Dime decent People ceiling. I'm People Jones,
0: and Nico Collins, the first. You got Amari
1: Cooper down there. Yeah. That's also another thing. I've been all over the Amari Cooper train. Like I said, if y'all follow us on Instagram, you saw the Amari Cooper reel that we did. I think that's, like, our most popular reel so far. But Amari Cooper is somebody that is super interested in this offseason, He's um he's new to the Browns. Most of us predict that he's going to have a larger target share, but what's not being discussed is the fact that he also might have Deshaun Watson as his quarterback while also retaining a larger target share than what he would have got on the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, and you know, like, because they're a star factor, I mean, they're just they're going to be looking for each other the whole time while they're on the field if they were to be on that field together. Like, regardless of who Amari's quarterback is, whether it's Baker, whether it's uh Deshaun Watson I think he's gonna be blown up this year I would say he's probably gonna be at least top 20 uh you the, could,
1: the closest thing Watson has had to that is uh DeAndre Hopkins when Hopkins was in
0: yeah Houston. and I mean like they were always looking for each other other than uh who was that other guy on the Texans Will there? Fuller Will Fuller yeah he was also one of their boys and I think I don't know. First, Hopkins had a
1: really good run. I mean, Hopkins was good regardless of who the quarterback was, but it's reassuring knowing that if I get Watson as the quarterback for my wide receiver one, my wide receiver two, and Amari Cooper, I know that Cooper's going to get his targets. And when it's crunch time, like, he's not, it's not going to be CeeDee Lamb catching touchdowns or Dalton Schultz catching, like, 20-yard right. catches.
0: Yeah, and you know the ball's going to get there, too. Like, he's a reliable quarterback, and... He throws an accurate ball. He's hardly ever off. Like, it's nice to have uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. He obviously makes up for a lot of mistakes. But Amari Cooper kind of does the same thing. Like, Dak Prescott doesn't always throw the perfect ball either.
1: Yeah, Amari runs amazing routes.
0: You know, uh, Baker, he doesn't always throw the perfect ball. And I think whoever the quarterback is, I think they probably get a little bit of a bump up as well uh, just because they're having Amari on their team. So I think that's that's pretty sick. though.
1: All right, quick question. What's up? Um, so obviously earlier today, Julio Jones got released from the Titans. Yeah. If you don't know now, you do know Julio Jones was released from the Titans. Right now, their receiver core looks like AJ Brown and then just a bunch of other dudes. Is yeah. this? Do you, are you as an AJ Brown dynasty holder hypothetically? Yep. Are you preemptively kind of just assuming that next year he's going to be just a high and wide receiver one? And he's going to boost himself back into that space he was in in 2020?
0: If he could stay healthy, absolutely. I or
1: think, do you try to sell him high before they draft another rookie?
0: Well, I think you could still keep him as your high-end wide receiver one. I think that's still very much a uh, possibility. I don't think they're going to go wide receiver first round, personally. I think they're going to wait until like the second and get someone with, uh, I probably would say, probably best available in the first for them.
1: Question: What's up in uh, Dynasty League? What are you trading to get AJ Brown?
0: I don't know. I don't have really the means or the need to do that, if so I an,
1: haven't. If you're an AJ Brown owner, what are you accepting?
0: Like two firsts, and you better give me someone with some recognition as well. Like
1: a. Like K. I K. don't know, Osborne. like a wide
0: rec- like someone who I can put in my flex, basically. KJ Osborne. Something like that, yeah.
1: Cause, yeah, I was Osborne and, like, a late first and an early first.
0: Something like that. I mean, like, it depends. Like, if it – it could even be, like, back-to-back year first, too. Like, it doesn't matter. That's like, a
1: lot for a receiver, though. It is. Because the, then what does Justin Jefferson go for?
0: I don't know. Shoot. Like, like
1: three firsts?
0: No. I would two
1: firsts and a second?
0: Two firsts, a second, and maybe – I don't know. Yeah, like, that, that. that could be enough.
1: Early first one year, late first another year, and a second round either year.
0: Uh, yeah, something preferably like that. for sure. Something. I don't know. Like it, that it's all up to the owner. I mean there's a lot of trade calculators out there that can tell you what they think the value is, but at the end of the day it's what the owner values them at. Oh, so man. there's obviously a personal aspect to it all. So don't forget to feel that with your trades. Um I don't know, man. Like I, I hate people like selling out because of like what a trade calculator says yeah like you, you gotta, gotta
1: go t- with your gut those those things i used to put a lot of faith in yep. and i still do sometimes if i just want to like figure out maybe how they're thinking
0: yeah it's it's nice to know like the basis of what they're thinking yeah. like you said but like at the end of the day like if it's close or like if it's...
1: another person is also justified in having a differing or like 100%. an opposite position on how you feel about somebody right
0: exactly and that's the personal aspect to it and that's what you have to go with like i could be completely wrong on how you feel Mm -hmm. but i mean
1: because who's to say that you're right on the take
0: unless i until i'm proven right on the take i'd say
1: yeah and you that happens you know a little bit later um but that's that's a really good point so i would probably i'd have to hold aj brown
0: 100 percent, i'm holding him but But, but like but
1: but But If
0: I'm giving someone up like that. If somebody's
1: giving me two firsts this year, I'm taking the two first. Yeah. If someone offers me two 2022 firsts, I'm going to go get myself Traylon Burks, Jameson Williams, um, you know, Jahan Dotson.
0: Someone, yeah, someone with some really good upside.
1: And, and situations are going to be determined by them, but. For sure. You know, those are, I'd rather have two of those than one guy, no matter, you know, what their injury, injury history is. But um, if you give me two top-tier talents, I'll take that over one, so.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, like, obviously, you got to feel like, you got to look at what's happening. I, I don't I don't think A.J. Brown is going to be going anywhere, anywhere soon. Hopefully not. So, I don't know. I, I see him uh, just vibe in Tennessee for a while still, being R, R for uh, wide receiver one.
1: Keeping it in the same division, my last question for the day is about the Colts. Sure, sure. So they don't have a quarterback right now. No. It doesn't look like they're getting a quarterback anytime soon. And they're either going to have to make a splash trade, they're not getting Deshaun Watson, they already said no to that. Yep. And everyone's talking about Baker going to the Colts, but I don't understand how that happens. Sure. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, I I, I I see how it happens. I do. How would it happen? Well, I mean, it just depends. Like I said, like if it's like a three-way trade where everyone's able to kind of like move their assets a different way, mm-hmm. I think the Colts, they have enough young assets to move elsewhere. And I think the Browns have assets they can move as well. Okay. Um, and the Texans, they have Deshaun the Watson. True. So I think if they're able to work out something, obviously two of them are in the same division, Yes. But as long as the quarterback of Deshaun Watson isn't ending up in the same division, and as long as Baker isn't ending up in the same division, I think it's all Gucci. Like, yeah, you might play each other down the line, but, like, you're not playing each other twice. And I think that's what it, uh, I think that's what really matters.
1: That is what really matters.
0: So, I don't know, I would say that's my personal preference on that. I would say Baker going there for, like, I don't know, like a first and, well, I don't know if he goes for a first. Maybe like a second and like another asset. Mm -hmm. And if Deshaun, if he gets like the Browns first, uh, like a Colts third, and I don't know, like a couple other things. I don't
1: know. I would accept that. I would
0: accept that. Like it's obvious. I don't know, man. Like it, it. It would have to be worked out perfectly.
1: Um, I got more breaking news.
0: What's up? Hit me with it.
1: The Dolphins signed another running back.
0: Who'd they get?
1: Raheem Oster.
0: What? Good for them,
1: dude. And Mike McDaniel system. Again.
0: Yeah, that's going to be sicko, dude. That's going to be unreal. They're going to have a really good back, but uh, Chase Edmunds stock? Down. Down. Down, I'm Damn. so happy I didn't trade for him, dude. Damn, I was like, I was oh. thinking about it too. Oh. Honestly, dude, I saw that I, I was like, up. I was like, oh, dude, I could have two starting running backs. Oh, I
1: fucked up. But I'm, I fucked up.
0: Now I'm glad I did. not I'm so happy I didn't. No,
1: yeah, I fucked up. But during free agency, if your player gets into a favorable position and they're on a team that is pretty. Uh, active in that space, so they're looking for your replacement, or that's obviously a place of need. Before the draft, I'm selling those players at peak value. That's like the one artificial boost they get like a year.
0: So what you're saying is sell high, buy low. Basically. Oh, okay. Thank you for the advice. I really appreciate that. That's
1: great profits. Great profits.
0: Great profits. Great 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 economics.
1: Nuts. Um, but yeah, no, and I was going to say that does hurt Chase Edmond a little bit, but I think regardless, he's going to be the PPR guy. That was always his role and he was projected where he's projected because that's going to be a, a really efficient, you know, side of his offensive, you know. Football. Yeah, I, I
0: think he's still going to be pro- productive. I think he'll probably still be like a top 40 back or something. Um, I think. Raheem Moster, I think he's Twenty five.
1: Top twenty five. No. Yeah.
0: I don't think so. I think so. Good. You can think of all that if you want. I hope he gets top twenty five for you while he's on your team. But I think Raheem Moster is gonna be the true running back on that team.
1: I think Raheem Mostert hasn't been healthy For, like, the last three years.
0: That's true. Yeah, he hasn't been consistently healthy. You're not wrong. But, like, if you can get into a different system to where...
1: That would just throw... If they don't draft another running back, that would just throw Edmund into, like, a workhorse role. With, I mean, Miles Gaskins there, but...
0: Yeah, dude, they got three really good running backs there. I don't think Chase Edmonds' stock should be anywhere close to top 25. Really?
1: I think that with Tua or Teddy Bridgewater in the back, there's going to be a lot of dump-offs. Regardless, there's gonna be a lot of short throws. There's gonna be a lot of like, and running three, backs.
0: All three of those running backs gonna be out there blocking, him, though. That's the thing.
1: Well, like, Edmonds is more so like the specialty guy, and he also got the he has the he's getting paid the most of anyone on that team right now.
0: True. I mean, yeah, he could possibly be the featured back, but I think, man, like if they have all three of those guys, that's a fancy nightmare. That's kind of like what we were talking about last week. Yeah, it is. Like they, you have three guys. Who's going to pop off either week? I have no clue. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck.
1: Yeah, so Edmonds is set to make 2 mil this year. But then next year, he's got to make 5.6.
0: Gotcha. Cool.
1: But he's a 6 mil dead cap put this year, which obviously is going to be there for the season. But, um, yeah, that's, that, that's going to be interesting to watch. Hopefully, if they don't draft someone, then... You can kind of project it the way San Francisco did it.
0: Yeah, they, I don't think they're going to draft another running back at this point.
1: Because I think Raheem Mostert has always been their lead back when healthy.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I think that's what it's always been the destined to do.
1: Yeah, but they have like Kyle Just chick out the backfield and you other shuck, guys like.
0: You got, uh, um, I got Jeff
1: mean, Morris. Yeah, you,
0: you got a lot of running backs in that system now in the 49ers. I can understand why they let go of Morris, for sure. Jeff
1: Wilson, I mean. Sorry.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there.
1: Mm-hmm. So Raheem Mostert got a one-year, 3 mil deal.
0: So he's technically getting paid more than Chase Evans this year?
1: No, he's not. Technically. Or, I guess, yeah, technically. Yeah, so he could probably slot into like that.
0: I mean, he is a little older, but he could definitely be productive if he's healthy. Yeah, he's
1: 27 or
0: 28. But if you look at his Madden speed, he's like a 96. Oh, he's the fastest dude in Madden. Yeah, dude. That's dank.
1: He's fast as fuck.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. That could definitely be something out there, man. Get for Miami. That's a good get. That could be a uh, Patriot speeder for sure.
1: Facts. Shit. Well, good episode. I think we covered most of it. Yeah,
0: I think so. Yeah, should we... Get a tasty beat here and rock yeah. it out. You got one? Ah, I can see what Whoa. I got. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Big Packer owner. Big Packer owner. Oh, should I go Packers
1: Yeah, play Green and Yellow. Bye. Bye, Wayne.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: Thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you. This is not Lil Wayne. like comment subscribe uh tap in with the show on instagram that's where we're most active and yeah we'll be back next week have a happy weekend happy 50th